0: Welcome to Stay Home, a podcast helping to share your stories of lockdown wherever you are. Hosted by yours truly, Viola Bunyaku from London and my various guests from around the world. Each episode will capture the unique experiences and perspectives of our guests, helping the world stay connected and less alone in these strange times. Leary is a single mum at the age of 29, following a tumultuous separation from her husband. The lockdown has added pressure for her as she processes the end of her marriage. Leary's story is tough to hear. However, it's also very inspiring. Leary is honest and sincere. And that is to be admired. And her words are passionate ones. As it's done for many others, the lockdowns provided Leary an opportunity to slow down. And with that comes the opportunity to reflect. To reflect on how far you've come, and how far you have left to go, and where you'd like to go. Leary published her first book, Words in a Heartbeat, in March this year. She had a promising job in the city. She was earning large sums of money, edging her take-home salary into triple figures. To be able to provide for a young daughter in this way meant a lot to her. Even more so after the separation from her husband.
1: Weekend was manic. Um, I literally do not get a second to breathe um, all day. So, from the moment that I'm, I'm awake in the morning, it's literally breakfast, lunch, dinner for Amelia, and then everything in between running around after her. So, I, I honestly don't get a break, but um, when she, when she, goes to sleep is really my time so around this time is his mum's time so I try and do things like this to get my mind off it or anything I can Um, read Netflix sometimes smoke in the garden um, with a coffee or something I know coffee at nine ten o'clock but just something that's for me just to get away from mum life you know yeah how old is Amelia Amelia's Four and a half, just under, so four years and four months.
0: So what's it been like with an energetic four-year-old in the house, cooped up, unable to go anywhere due to this lockdown? How are you feeling after the this week in particular?
1: It has been a long week. It's, um, And I don't want to sound like I'm complaining because I'm so, so, so grateful for my life and my daughter and everything in it. I really am. But it is just non-stop. Um, and then, obviously, quarantined on top of that. It's limited in terms of what you can do, where you can go. With a four-year-old, most parents will be able to relate. So, Prosecco
0: helps. <laughs> How old were you when you had Amelia?
1: I was... So, I was 24, and I turned 25 a month later.
0: And... Do you feel up to kind of talking me through your breakup um, and what that was like for you and what it brought up for you, especially during this time when you're confined to your home? All you can really do sometimes is think about the past. Is that is that something that you're up for?
1: Yep. So I I just had a big sip of, of Prosecco there. Um, so... <laughs> I, I met um, my ex-partner when I was 19 and a half. So it was May 2010. At no point at that stage in my life was I looking, you know, to to get into a relationship. So it was one of those things that just comes into your life and there's a reason that that happens. Um, and eight and a half years, nine years later, um, I have realised why. Um, but at the time, it was kind of all just going with the flow, experiencing what it was um but it was natural, it wasn't planned or anything, or I wasn't looking to meet him
0: And were your parents supportive of the relationship at the time?
1: They didn't really approve of of him at all. They had their reasons, which I won't be going into. Um, they didn't approve, they didn't feel that he was for me, which which is a conversation most families have with their daughters anyway, typical, Um, but they did have their reasons, and I feel that now being a 29-year-old adult mother myself, their reasons were certainly valid. Um, At the time, though, for me, I I was trying to do something else in life and achieve something else at 19 and 29, so I didn't see it in that eye. So they tried to get me to leave and break up, which I did try, but he was, like, pushing for this to be together um i was very much controlled and always told what i can and can't do it was like a big thing to wear a skirt like i, I never wore skirts or like a like a vest top or just certain things growing up in my teenage years they are my brothers are so traditional for for being raised here but my dad and my mum even so so conservative with with how she is so i'm quite i'm i'm like the black sheep in the family but also quite different in terms of from a traditional perspective, um, but not from values and morals, the fundamental point is he wasn't right for me and and to an extent, I knew that at the very beginning. However, I think attached with that was yes, me being rebellious, but it was also me trying to become the person that I knew I could be, but living at home with my family that was literally and I mean that fully literally impossible you know anything I did anything I said anything and everything I I was wrong and it wasn't the right way or at least that's how I was made to feel and so there was not much freedom in who I was or who I was around them and I felt really uncomfortable growing up in that in that household so I guess me sticking to my wrong um in clause decision was also to get out of that situation um but absolutely at the time I was blind in love with this person. Um, so my ex was, was quite a good looking guy, I would say, quite um intriguing. He had an intriguing look, green eyes. So yes, I was sexually attracted to him at the time. Um, but but then with that is I very quickly learned and, and understood who he was and who was about. But I'm the kind of person that doesn't give up and I don't like failure. So for me, it was about, right, how do I help this person become better? How do I push him upwards? How do I support him? And if if I'm making a decision that's wrong or right, I'd rather learn from my mistake myself then make a decision and listen to someone and then regret that right and blame that person for wasting so I I don't have any regrets in my life because every decision that I've made is based on the decision that I've chosen to make at the time but it was quite a difficult time as you can imagine Um, I mean my my family so we're from um, Vlor um, so Albania Vlor but, but very traditional like extremely traditional like when my brothers go back home my family members back home say were well, they raised in in the uk so so i w- I was with him eight and a half years um or just under that eight years um January 2019 I found out that he'd been unfaithful <laughs> he knew my father he knew my dad would never ever 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 accept or understand a breakup just it's just literally in our tradition not possible or with my type of family when I started to be around him and live with him etc because we didn't live together until we got married and moved in so until we, then we were just kind of boyfriend and girlfriend type relationship we never I never slept around his house we never spend that time together and I truly believe and I've learned this now To get to know someone, you need to live with them. You need to be around them 24-7 to know them in and out. But I was in a position where I could not break up with him because I'd gone through so, so much to be with him against my family. And then my family spent thousands and thousands of pounds on this wedding for me. So I didn't have an option to fail at, at this marriage, even though I knew very early on that he was not for me at all. No way, shape or form. But for me, failure was not an option. And that's the only thing that kept me going eight and a half years into this relationship.
0: So how are you finding the single mum life? Um, I imagine it can be quite tough as much as it can be very uh, rewarding also.
1: So I've been a single mum for about a year, coming up to a year. Um, So yeah, April 2019. So yeah, actually exactly a year. In terms of custody arrangements with my daughter's father, that's been quite challenging. Not going to lie, um, in that he has um, yeah, he's made it very difficult to to manage the arrangements and work together in an amicable way um, to, to raise daughter together whilst we're both working so that that has been very challenging and difficult um and it's actually affected my career my my work um unfortunately so don't really have an answer for that um the answer really is i i tried not to not to involve the courts um but i, I think that's the way we're heading um to get something legal on paper that, that we sort of both can abide to and stick by because i think yeah there's there's um Some challenges of of communication between us with regards to the the arrangements. Um,
0: Was there ever an inclination from you to um, blame yourself? I know women in particular, when there's been infidelity in a relationship, marriage, um, they do tend to blame themselves and wonder, you know, why me? What did I do wrong?
1: Um, I'm still healing it's it's a tough time you know I I think I'm intelligent um I I communicate well I'm honest like I just did not understand where the cheating came in but I think I'm never going to get that answer and I think the answer is to me to myself is he felt really inferior to me because I was the woman and the man of the house so I think that might have had something to do with it and I wasn't by choice the, the man of the house where I felt he needed to, to do his part he didn't so that was me doing his part doing my part and holding the family together our daughter you know my job there were people close by to where I live involved there were people in the workplaces that he, he'd been working at involved it was just disgusting.
0: Neighbours that is so close to home have you thought about perhaps moving or has that been the consideration for you at all?
1: so I bought my house last year July you know it's not an option for me right now to move out of where I live but absolutely every day that I drive or walk up and down this road there's two reminders daily from opposite ends um daily I get reminded
0: and it probably doesn't help that you have to stay indoors due to the lockdown you must be very very strong
1: When you know yourself, and I'm not talking earning money, having a good car, buying a mortgage, I'm not talking financially, I'm talking being the spirit or the soul that I am deep in my heart, being so understanding, so forgiving, to be able to understand someone who hurts you or try to understand them. I think not a lot of people can do that or even attempt to do that. I was too much of a woman, I'm too driven, I'm too ambitious, I don't stay in one place. I don't like to be static. I I like to learn to challenge myself. I like pressure. As much as it's hard being under pressure, that's where I thrive. That's how I grow. So and and sometimes I think if people hear this like, oh whatever. It's like actually no, that's how I feel. These those are words that come from my heart. You know, I just think use that pain to grow. That's how I see that. I have a lot of pain in me. A lot of pain. But for me, that's my drive, you know, and and actually that's my drive now, even that I have my daughter to make sure that she never goes through that, that she never gets exposed to that. Like, why do you not use that to better yourself, to better your life, to, to become a better person overall? Could you
0: tell us a bit about why you decided to write your book of poems? How did that come about? Was it a sort of coping mechanism for what was going on? I think a lot of people at this point in time are feeling quite creative, and I think journaling and writing is a really great way of keeping track of how you're feeling and, and processing how you're feeling. Is that something that um, that you that you experienced?
1: I just felt I couldn't be heard um, or or with especially with regards to family, they chose not not to hear me, um, and and that really relates back to our cultural upbringing and traditions and and kind of their lack of understanding of the world that I live in or that um, I've been br- being brought up in. Specifically my parents, I'd say, with regards to that comment. But I started to, to write as a release um, and as a way of, of just, yeah, really expressing in an open and honest way um, how this person was making me feel, but I felt so trapped and stuck because of the cultural limitations. And... Um, So, yeah, I started to write in March 2018, and over the course of a year to two years, um, I had about, I think it was a collection of around 87 poems that I wrote in that time. Um, And all in and around, sort of, yes, um, the unhappy times that I felt in the relationship, which is really what what started me writing, but also appreciating um, some of the good times, or appreciating some of the positive feelings that this person instilled in me, um, I think all in all, for me, it was more of a, also an, an awakening um, or a journey uh, of enlightenment, as I call it, where I'm starting to really wake up um, and release myself from the cultural limitations that we face. So, yeah, um, I think coming from that background um, and, and being the open uh, book that I am, an honest person that I am, Um, I felt actually, why not submit my work to some publishers and see if I could get this published? And anyone that that might have faced similar experiences or that can relate to those experiences to give them strength that they too can come out of this and that it's temporary, but especially when we're talking about um, limitations around tradition and culture, where you feel imposed to act a certain way and to put up with certain behaviors that actually you don't have to and it's okay to be selfish and put yourself first. Thank you to
0: Leary for participating this week and thank you to everyone else for listening. Now, if you would like to be on an episode of Stay Home, please get in touch with me over social media. Follow our Instagram and Twitter at Podcast. Yep, it's the same handle for both accounts. This is also where you'll be able to find updates on upcoming episodes and more. So I thought it would be a great idea to share with you one of Lily's poems, and it's one that she picked out and that resonated with her, that represented best how she felt um, during the breakdown of her marriage and it's called Silenced. Silenced, her feelings were frozen words, silenced at the tip of her tongue, a numbness not many could bear, the heaviness in her heart, a pain that resided there. Lost in a maze of her own thoughts, going round in circles, searching for a part of her that was lost. She was a solitary soul, yet she wanted to be heard. So through her silence, finally, she spoke.